episode of the bench mob ent we got special guests he'll be on we don't know maybe every month every other week but david thompson is in the building tonight he has blessed us with his presence on the bench mob how are you doing tonight i'm blessed man thank you for having me um i don't know what the cadence is going to be i'm trying to make it pretty regular so maybe we could get like a little bi-weekly or maybe like a little every weekly thing but i'm, I'm glad to be here Definitely enjoying the content you've been making. I definitely consume a lot of it. So I'm definitely uh, glad to finally be here to participate. So thank you for having me. Much appreciated. Um, so for everybody that's watching this, tuning in, before we even start, make sure you subscribe, like, share it. Tell your moms, your baby moms, your uncle, your cousin, your ex. Everybody. Here. <laughs> share it with everybody. This episode and what we have Dave on the bench mile for, of course, we'll talk other topics and whatnot, but we're definitely going to be focused on the WNBA. It's not a lot of content on the WNBA I don't see. It's not a lot of males talking about WNBA. And Dave, I feel, is very, has a good basketball IQ on both aspects. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. You know, so, you know, we came up playing the game together. I, I feel like we were, we were, at one point in time, we were actually the bench mob. So I feel like, you yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, it, it, go, it go back to there. For you, right? So for those that, you know, not really into WNBA, women's college basketball, what about the sport of WNBA has your interest? Like, why do you tune in? Uh, I like basketball. Like, so it's like, if you like basketball, like, is, there's no difference. I mean, there's a difference in the game, but if you want to watch basketball, you're going to watch basketball. So, I mean, for me, um, I think now too, like, as I like, I age, um, and I want to continue to play, like I kind of model more of my game and what I can do off of what they do. Um, like, I think as far as like the way they actually use their bodies, the way they use the athleticism, like they're not like over relying on it. So I do enjoy the way they play the game. Um, and I definitely want to see it grow. Like, I mean, somebody was saying the other day, like, you know, the WNBA at 26 years is definitely further along than the NBA probably was at 26 years. So it's like, all right. You know, the only way to grow with this to tune in to, you know, go to games is to support it. So it's like I feel like a lot of people have like the, the Internet chatter and the rhetoric like you can only back it up in a couple of ways. So why not actually take time to support it? Um, and then I think the last part, too, is like actually being in the arena where you get a chance to go is like I feel like the crowds at like NBA games are like it's a mixed bag. But I think when you're at a WNBA game, this is a very family oriented vibe. Like I just like the atmosphere of the game a lot more. So, I mean, it's a lot of reasons. I think as more people tune in, I think they'll be surprised at how much they'll probably enjoy it. But I think it's just, you know, exposing them and having them be open to come into the world and really understand it for what it is. 
I think so too. I think a lot of times, and I saw it was a guy that was low key went viral on TikTok talking about how he was shocked at coming to the game and seeing like I'm. I think that's an experience that a lot of people will have. You just got to really pull up to a game and it's completely different. I feel like the fans are more engaged. I feel like you said it's a family environment. You're not going to get, you don't have to worry about having the drunk you. asshole with like the beer, like, yeah, like the hecklers. It's, it's a whole different vibe. You don't have to worry about Kyrie having to give people middle fingers. Like you, you good. Like that's not happening at a WNBA game. Um, for you, complete sidebar, I just have to ask, being that I got Dave on the show, where, what, what do you think, where is the possible landing spot for KD Kyrie? I mean, if they're trying to package them together, I don't see why they don't go to L.A. Like, I don't see why they just, I mean, at this point, I mean, AD did what he had to do in 2020, but I think he's let Braun down significantly. And Braun is the kind of person he takes care of his guys. Like obviously you've seen Braun with the uh with K Love and that whole 2016 Cavs team. So like Braun is gonna take care of you. I think Kyrie, as much as people are like, as much as the media is shitting on him, I, it's kind of frustrating because it's like he didn't miss games last year because he wasn't healthy or didn't want to play. There was a government mandate that got switched. So it was like obviously they switched it. So it was like clearly it wasn't something that he was trying to like do like he was just a victim of circumstances so I mean I think he's I can't imagine him not being pretty healthy um but then I mean then you gotta understand like Kyrie's not gonna give you 82 games like even the, the year when uh they won in Cleveland I think he only played 53 games that season so it's like it's he's worth the money like people gotta stop acting oh he's gonna it's like cut it out cut it out um but yeah at this point um yeah I can't I don't see why not send them to LA with KD. KD, LeBron, and Kyrie in LA, that ticket, like you give the Staples Center or the crypto.com arena what they want. Like LA needs stars. You feel me? I feel like, you know, Anthony Davis, like LeBron has saved his career 10,000 times. Or like he got him out of New Orleans. It's like, come to Brooklyn. Russ, come to Brooklyn. Like, if Russ comes to Brooklyn with, with Ben and AD, all right, you don't have to worry about the talks about coming off the bench the more. You can still be an all-star. Steve Nash can let you do whatever you want anyways. So it's like, I, I feel like that swap is as crazy as it might seem in like the hypothetical. I think it just makes sense. Like, just give everybody what they want. Like, TV's going to be happy. People going to be happy. Just give everybody what they want. As a Lakers fan, I would like to see that. That would be more entertaining. And that will give Braun the best chance of possibly getting another One ring. more, yeah. Because right now, as currently constructed, it's not... <laughs> Is not happening for Braun. And the thing about it is, like, the West, like, I mean, as as much as people – I mean, Golden State is in a position to kind of do it a couple more times, but, like, Dallas is – Dallas just got McGee tonight. They got, got Wood. So, Dallas, I mean, even with the loss of Brunson, I feel like they're still in a very good spot to kind of really go back to that Western Conference final spot. Uh, Portland, you know, again, Grant, they can make a couple of moves. They just – you know, Simon's going to have a bigger role, so, like yeah. – don't sleep on Portland. Jokic just got super maxed out. So the West is still the West. So LeBron really needs all the support. And people, I mean, that's, I don't know, it's kind of interesting when people were talking about like, oh, if Kyrie plays this whole season out and then goes next year, like LeBron is not getting younger. Like I know it looks, it looks like he could still do it forever, but like this is really the, the end of the show. So I think people need to really respect his time because like he's going to give you everything with his being. So I think people really need to respect like, yo, this man is still trying to give us greatness, but year 20 is really year 20. So we need to acknowledge that too. That is factual. Like, bruh, it don't, it don't make no sense talking about, oh, just wait till next year. Like at all, this is not year 14, 15 for Bron. 
We do know he's going to have two or three left. He's not going to be – I can't see him being on his Tom Brady playing to like 50 or something like that. I can't. Nah. Can't see it 45. I can't see Braun doing that. So you got to you gotta win now. It's win now. Like when he came there, y'all knew the vibes. Like it needed to be a win now mentality every year with Braun near. You know what? They got it done in the second year? Because what the first year, they kind of blew that whole team up. And then the second year, they got it done with bubble years. So, I mean, they understood the vibes. I mean, but I think, yeah, that I don't know what happened this this past season, but I mean, hey, it's over. And that's the good thing about it. It's over, but it's like they really got to be very strategic about using Braun. Why they still got him? So one of the things we talked about was the documentary Dream One. So for you, like, what was your biggest takeaways from that? Like for me watching it, I'm looking at it like, yo, high key, they had more pressure on them than the actual men's Olympic team. Like it was a lot riding on the women. Basically, if y'all, if they did not win gold and did not win convincingly at that, it'd probably be no WNBA. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like you said, like that thing, that was the biggest thing I realized too, was like that was really the genesis of like, you know, the, the shareholders for the league wanted to buy in and, you know, have, I guess, a woman's iteration of, you know, a league. Um, and just, I think, too, people don't really realize that tour that they went on prior to the uh, to the actual, like, Olympics, too. Like, to be on the road for a year, like, trying to, like, put on an exhibition. So, like, they really gave a lot to kind of, like, really be the big bang for women's basketball on a large scale. Because even in the doc, they show how many leagues failed and why those different leagues failed. So it wasn't like people, like women's basketball hasn't been trying to get to where it is now. It's just obviously got a lot of idiots trying to market it a lot of horrible ways too. And, you know, obviously just, you know, the times, but um, now they definitely, like it definitely put it into perspective, like how, you know, impactful they were for making what's going on for today. So like, you know, a lot of people have to like give them their flowers and, you know, thank them for just everything that's going on right now. Yeah, you Lisa Leslie, Cheryl Swoops, Cynthia Cooper, like the names go, Dawn Staley, like the yeah. names go on and on and on. Like it really Colton, like when you find out what she was going through too, is like I think that was the thing too when you realize it's like culturally everything was just so different in the 90s, like how like professional they were. It's like, yeah, we didn't we didn't talk about our personal lives, we just performed, we just performed, we performed. So it's like, yo, like to even operate under those circumstances. A lot of people now who want to play the game or a lot of people who, who want to be professionals. I don't even think they could handle that back then. Yeah, and it's still, like you said, it's year 26, and they're obviously in a, a way better space than when they started off, but it's still a lot of room for improvement. Like, oh, for sure. You still got players not getting paid correctly. Like, old girl from the Aces, um, I think the merit she she got the extension. Oh, Hamby. Yeah, I'm yeah. like that's great. That's great. She got the extension, and I'm looking at the numbers though. Two year extension, 167k. Yeah, yeah. A lot like, of them are still making like you know 60, 70k a year annually after taxes. It's still like 45k. I mean, yeah, endorsements help, but it's like realistically, it's like, and that's the thing. I'm still. Sh- I mean, I get it in real time. Like, I mean, you know, when we went to to the game, obviously, you know tickets are priced a little bit differently too. And it's like, if you're not selling out, I get it. Like, where is the revenue coming from? But at the same time, it's like, there's money. Like these, there's money. So stop playing. So now nah, I feel you. Yeah. Hopefully it gets to that point um, where there's what they deserve. Just, just playing and some what they deserve and traveling. Like it was just 
the most shocking thing to me was hearing Candace Parker talk about the travel that they had to go through and how it was tough. Like sometimes they would have to have roommates and sometimes sleeping in the same bed, like that type of stuff for a professional athlete and a grown woman should not still be. Yeah. <laughs> that can't. It's like if you want people to perform, you gotta you gotta make sure their environment is correct so they can perform. I definitely get like even the aces, like when I see a lot of their uh like their videos on social, they're on a, a bus, like they're taking like it's like almost like a road trip. So it is a, a a I guess some room to go as far as like the accommodations. Um and I don't know, that's kind of frustrating because like I said, there's a lot of people who have the, the money to do it. Like it's just do it. I don't know what's what's taking people so long to do it. So I, it is kind of frustrating. I definitely feel them on that because it's like seeing what y'all doing over here with the men's game it's like all right like outside the i guess you know the, the justified money and you know the extra 50 years that they had there's really no reason for y'all not to give us what they got so yeah hopefully it'll happen in due time looking at this current season right here we're kind of pretty much almost at the halfway point commissioner's cup is going on liberty just lost tonight yeah what are you looking at so far in this season like when we talk about the all-stars any snubs you felt was on this list for the starters, the reserves? How, how'd you see this list go? I mean, uh, I, we, we talked about, I think Alicia Gray should have definitely been a, a all-star. She's like, honestly, like, I think through and through the league, like, yeah, I have like, a, I have a lot of favorite players, but like, she's like, probably like, like just from a pure ball standpoint, like I love her game. So it would have been nice to see her uh, in the all-star game, but I get it. You know, Dallas is under 500. So it was either going to be Enrique or her. So I get it, but I definitely would have uh, enjoyed to see her. Um, I just think her, the way she carries herself, the way she plays the game uh, is just, I, I just like it. So I would have liked to see her there. Um, but outside of that, I know people are pissed off about uh, uh, Diana Rossi not being in it, but it's like, she's she going to get her flowers. Like she, she's on a whole retirement tour. Like there's no shortage of visibility for DT. So it's like, all right, boo-hoo, she's not in the game, but like, people are still very much tuned into the Mercury and just her as a whole. So it's like, okay, we'll be all right. Yeah. I think even the thing with DT is like, at this point, I don't even think she probably want to be in it. Like she's, <laughs> she's been in dang near everything straight bucket getter. We know who DT is. The fact that she's even playing still at this point and still averaging 16 points a game. Yeah. Come on. Top 10 scoring still at 40 years old. Come on. We, we know DT, give her flowers. It's a big season for a lot of DT, Sue Bird, Bird yeah. Charles. No, Tina Charles is staying. Sylvia Fowles is retiring. Yeah. And then it's talks of Candace Parker is thinking and, and looming about retirement. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I mean, I'm sure she still got more in the tank, but I get it, especially because Candace is like, she got her hand in mad pots. So it's like, it's not like she don't got a career to go fall into when she's not playing. Um, and obviously she's still a mother too. So I, I understand like, you know, 36, you, you won a championship in your hometown. So it's like, she checked, she checked the boxes. You feel me? So I definitely understand that. Um, Sue, I got a chance to actually see Sue's last game at the, at the uh, at Barclays. Yeah. So that, that was nice. Um, just seeing her get the love in New York and her like going out on a, on a, like a high note. Um, they actually beat the, uh, they beat the Aces last night. So they're definitely, uh, I think, Everybody got what they wanted in that whole Tina Charles situation. Like, I think the Mercury are better uh, now that she's gone and she's happier to be away from them. Um, so it definitely makes uh, Seattle a lot more dangerous going into the back half of the season. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. Um, like you said, there's just a lot of, like, older vets doing their thing. Well, it's also a lot, a lot of, like, young bucks coming, making a name for themselves as well. So it's, it's just good basketball. It's a lot to watch, honestly.
Facts. Right now at this halfway point, you mentioned it. Who you got winning at this halfway point? Uh, It's hard for me because the ace is just so deep and I can't see anybody from I can't like I can't I can't see that's a lot to deal with. Uh, I don't know because like as of late, like the the top half of the league has been giving them fits. So the sky have beaten them, the mystic have beaten them twice, the storm have beaten them. So it's like they're they're taking care of what they got. It's a mantra. They beat the sparks. It's like all right, nobody's expecting the sparks to, but it's like, yeah, like I wouldn't be surprised if the sky, the mystic, or the storm really give or even the Connecticut Sun, like that upper echelon of the league has definitely been giving them fits. Um, mind you, five losses is still not that much. So we'll see what happens. But like as much as I love the aces, like I can't just go out on a limb and be like, oh yeah, they're a lot to win it all. Cause it's like nah, like in a in a what it's five games to the finals. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I definitely think the Mystic could beat them. I definitely think this guy could beat them. So it's, it's a lot to still be saying. Yeah. I just feel when you talk about the Aces, brother, it's just they have so much talent. They should be a lot. But like you said, like Chicago, Connecticut, Chicago's a reigning chance. And it seems like they just know when to turn it on. Candace Parker and the crew, clutch buckets every time from Vander Sloot doing every like Chicago is really Hopper, Messerman, like they have a they have a they have a team like they have a pretty Kalea solid Copper, roster yeah Kalia Copper doing her thing like they're so it's just championship team like they give me just so lot let's get to the playoffs but they're actually right now they're tied right now for the number one seed so they going into it and if they if inside the locker room they noticed Candace last year it was hard yeah, that's hard. a little bit more. Now you got another ring and how the aces are set up though. If they don't get it this year, they they in line to be in this conversation for the next four or five. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, yo, I mean, Kelsey Plum, I always I joke, I'm like, yo, James Harden needs to watch Kelsey Plum play basketball to remember who he's supposed to be. Like, that's really when you see her, it's like, yo, James, you used to do that. Like, my just was like she's like five, five, what, five, seven, one forty-five. But the game is so similar to step back. And she gets to the bucket, like, at will. Um, Jackie Young, that was the thing. Somebody was saying uh, for last night's game with the Storm, there were, like, six number one picks on the floor. Like, I think every number one pick between 2015 and 2019 was on the floor. So it's basically like an all-star game. Like Asia, obviously. Asia, I think she's going to be MVP again. Because she, she, nobody Everything. can do anything with her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like, she's really Everything. giving people fits. Um, I just think they're a fun team. team. I think Cammy. That team is so deep. She really, if she was on like, let's say she was on Seattle, like in a Stewie situation, Brianna Stewart, she probably could really go average 25, 15. Well, she's averaging like 18. That's what I'm saying. But that's that's crazy. 18 on that team. Yeah. That many, that many options. Like she's she's playing a lot of selfish ball. Like within she's playing that 18 is within the system. Not for sure, for sure. I mean, shout out to Becky Hammond too. I'm like really enjoying her finally have the opportunity to be a head coach. I mean, she, I mean, because what the Aces before they came to Vegas, they were the, the Silver Stars in uh San Antonio. So it's kind of like full circle. But um, but yeah, I honestly think Hamby is like the X factor on that team. Um, and it's some games where she's really, really good. And then there's just some games where it's just like, Erica, what are you doing? So I feel like and it's it's frustrating because I feel like it's yeah, it's just the consistency with her. So I think she kind of like dictates in a way like how well they do or don't play. 
So I think come postseason time, like just her not being in foul trouble, her being engaged is going to kind of determine how far they go, honestly. So the second half, leading into it, before we close out, what's the biggest storyline you looking forward to the second half of the season? We're obviously not there yet, but we're getting close to the All-Star game, Commissioner's Cup. What is the, the biggest storyline you're looking forward to? I mean, I think I'm really just enjoying, like, what's going to end up happening with the the Storm and the Mercury post this Tina Charles situation. Like I said, like, everybody seems very happy. Like, the, the Mercury seem very happy that she's gone. And they're also, like, on a pretty big winning streak. Like, they're kind of climbing in the standings. But then Tina Charles to a team like the Storm, like, that's crazy. Like, like I said, you got Stewie. You got Super. Um, they have a, my Drew, favorite. Drew Lloyd. That's one of my favorites. <laughs> Drew Lloyd is one of my favorite players. Bro, oh my gosh, too, too tough. Yeah, so I think as they figure out what to do with that, you know, with her in the roster, I think that's the, the thing I'll probably keep an eye out for. Um, but yeah, I think I mean, I mean, the game as a whole too. I'm I'm also looking for like you know like how uh, everything kind of picks up in the NBA season post All Star break too. Like I'm just looking forward to the games to just get a little bit more intense. Like that that Aces uh, Storm game, like that was like a playoff worthy game and then uh the mystics game too like that was a very very intense game so the mystics they beat up who they beat up on uh they beat up on the uh the dream earlier yeah. uh, in the week as well so i know i know uh tasha cloud was pretty pissed off that she was an all-star she was also somebody who i thought got snubbed uh she's probably one of my favorite guards as well so uh yeah, it's, it's a lot to watch so i can't even pick one particular storyline like i'll stick with the tina charles uh Mercury, like, saga for, for a while, but my eyes are going to be all over the place, honestly. How about yourself? I'm tapped in all over the place, but it's funny. This on the same page. I'm really looking to see when Tina Charles ended up going to Seattle, I'm like, all right, this is, this is going to be low-key scary because if they're talking about their seventh or eighth seed, having a, that first-round matchup is going to be the hardest, like, seventh, eighth seed that anybody's going to have to deal with it. With Tina Charles, Brianna Stewart, Sue Burt, and her last season, and Jewel Lloyd, they're, going, they're not going out without a fight? Nah, bro. That's who I'm really looking forward to most, to see how they come together. And I want to see just because hometown, I don't root for Knicks or the Nets hometown. I root for the Liberty. I want to see the Liberty get back into the playoffs. For, that's yeah. what I I mean, they've been playing, but, like, the thing is, like, their games are competitive. It's not like they're getting blown out the water. I, I don't know what happened tonight against the Dream. I didn't get a chance to tune in. But I know uh, the game, the Sky game, like, they were in it to the last second until that that buzzer beater. Um, and then it was pretty competitive against the, the Storm when I saw them play. But they just, I don't know. I think, I think they're there. I mean, it's typical New York stuff. Like, I feel like it's, like, New York just has a brand of basketball where it's, like, all right, like, you're going to be entertaining. You're going to be competitive. It's going to be fun to see teams come to your arena. But it's just something about just putting the dots together. I don't know what it is to just be missing. Um, I definitely know by, like, year five, year six, uh, Ionescu's going to be unstoppable. Like, who's going to be able to do anything with her? Um, Han is, like, uh, Hanju, like, she what – yeah. <laughs> what do you do with her in a couple years, too? So, I'm um, hoping Richards gets healthy. I'm not sure if her hamstring is still bothering her, but she just doesn't look like she's ready to be on the court every time I see her yet. Didi, she that's been her thing so far. It's the the injury so far. We we know she's a talent. It's the injuries that's been keeping her out. And I just want to see like I think everything you just mentioned, right? 
it's probably a two, three year window where we'll see the Liberty put everything together. It would just be a nice story. I'd like to go to the Barclays, see some playoff basketball. We ain't seen it, obviously, from the <laughs> other team. So I'd like to see it. And I feel if I had to pay, I'm going to go pay to see the Liberty. Especially, especially being that, you know, the other team, the Barclays, is about to be empty over here. It's the other team. You can't even say that they're just the other team. Yo, the thing about the Nets is just like, since they moved to Brooklyn, like they've had like this is kind of like a recurring cycle of like just acquisition of really great talent to just underperform to just cycle it out. Cause like, all right, they, when they signed uh Williams and then what they had Williams, Joe Johnson, Paul Pierce, and KG at one point. So I'm like, Yeah. Yeah. So it's like that's a lot of talent to just do nothing with. Um, what I think they they were like a, a three seed or a six seed, and that was like really. I remember they played Toronto at one playoff series, but it's like to have that much talent and not even sniff like the conference finals. And then it's like, all right, like that core that they were building with like Karis LeVert, D'Lo, yeah. like they could have just chilled, they could have just chilled. So it was like, Kenny, all right, Kenny Atkinson was doing his job at this point. Hey, I'd beg that man to come back, Steve. You go ahead, he said he's cool in Golden State. I don't blame him. Yeah, the Hornets tried to hire him, and he was he, like, nah, I'm cool off that. He saw, he saw Miles Bridges' Instagram was like, nah, I'm good. Yo, but the, yo, that, that's so frustrating because it's like, all right, even before the domestic violence situation, the night before free agency starts, bro, the night before, it's like, what are you doing? It's like, but then I can't I can't get down with no no professional athlete doing lean. It's like you're you're not a rapper, dog. I mean, you can rap, like you can make you can make all the music that you want in the world. But what's the justification for you double cupping it up when you're a pro athlete, dog? Bruh, I saw this tweet and it was the realest thing. They said a lot of people strive to get out the trenches. Miles Bridges is trying to get in. The <laughs> like, I mean, I'm praying for him. Hopefully, he's able to. Uh, I guess you know rectify this situation and kind of get like a second chance. But like. 100 M's on the table for you, dog. You got to you gotta be focused. That's the thing. It's like. That's what I'm you. saying. He 24. So I'm sure prayfully, like, he'll be able to make this back. Not for sure. I mean, I think even to like, to, to circle back to earlier, just like even just watching the doc earlier with like all those women, like just how locked in and how focused they were because of the purpose of why they were playing. I think that's something that like this generation of players trying to like kind of struggling with. Um, because it's like, all right, there's so many avenues. It doesn't necessarily have to be ball. Like back then it was like ball or bus. It's like, it's like ball or we got to go to a whole nother nation. So it was like, like the purpose of the games were so much more meaningful. Like I'm hoping some more of that comes back into it. Cause it's like, people be forgetting, like everybody thinks, you know, Michael Jordan is a shoe brand or Michael Jordan is the endorsements. Like Michael Jordan became Michael Jordan cause he was winning first. Like winning takes care of all your problems. So, so yeah, so hopefully, hopefully things get oh. better, but we're we, we going to see. We see that across the board. I hear Mike and Kobe every time I see any player that's going through stuff like this, any athlete, whatever sport, MJ and Kobe both said it. Take care of business, whether it's on the football field, the court, the soccer field, the baseball, you take care of business right there. Trust me, you can do whatever you want. Whatever you want after that. And then Dennis Rodman is proof of that. It's like, he, he, so it's like, yeah, winning matters first. I mean, I mean, these guys will figure it out though. But it's just, it's just frustrating because I feel like 
there's enough like historical evidence of athletes making mistakes that these guys don't have to make the same mistakes. I think that's the frustrating part. It's like, yo, there's, there's a lot of people that you could go look at. So you don't got to make that mistake over again. Yeah. You don't have to go down this road too, bro. Like, trust me. It's a lot of people you could just go watch and a story will tell you like, all right, let me not mess this up. Especially that's what was so crazy. We were in between recording and we had to live get our take. Like, wait, hold on. What? What did we just see? Arrested. We were literally like, I couldn't even post the clips because literally we were just saying like, oh, Miles Bridges don't get the bag. Charlotte has no choice but to sign him. That's Lamelo's boy. Uh, On second thought. Before I get you out of here, Jalen Brunson, four years, 105. No, 104. 104. What do you think about this for New York? I think it's very New York of New York. Um, I think they try their best to be super disciplined and wait to get like a super big star. Um, But even when you understand like the, I guess like the behind the scenes of like Brunson and like his ties to the organization, I guess it makes sense. Um, It's not horrible. Like I'm not going to, not going to shit on it. Like it's nice for, uh, for Barrett to have a backcourt mate and you're definitely getting the ball out of Randall's hands a lot more. So there is some good there. Um, it's just really hard to understand the new NBA market for what somebody's supposed to get paid. Cause it's like, all right, you're not going to really be mad about 27 and a half annually for a guard when Bradley Beal's about to get 51. So it's like, it's just really hard to understand what, what you're supposed to pay anybody right now. Um, especially and the cap is going up another uh, like 11 mil next season and luxury threshold is like extra 30. So it's, it's hard to say. And I'm not one to, like, say somebody shouldn't get paid. Like, I'm happy when anybody gets paid. So I'm never going to knock it. But it does feel like a very traditional Nick thing to do to just kind of spend really big on, like, a guard who's good but not great. Yeah, I don't – I think Jalen Brunson is a good fit for them. But that's not like a – it's not changing. We're still talking about possibly playing with this – with this signing big ups to him i'm glad this man got paid i think it'll be better for him personally too you don't have to watch luca pound the ball out and then wait to get the ball cool it's great for him and like you said this is a great time to be alive to be these nba athletes because (laughs) i'm not gonna say brad bill shouldn't get paid that money no 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 but like that's a lot of money for no no playoff and what conference finals, yeah, yeah. but three, he's four, the, yeah. second, the second quarter million dollar athlete ever. Like him and Jokic, like I mean, Jokic obviously he he earned that money, but it's like we're crossing into a new threshold of, of contracts. It's like, all right, what's what's it gonna look like five, six years from now? People begin, but, but God bless him, God bless him. Hey, exactly <laughs> right, God bless him. <laughs> Yo, that's the episode right there. And y'all already know the vibes. You know how we end every show. If you stay ready, you don't got to get ready. Bench mob ENT. We out. We don't know when we're going to do another one, but trust and believe. We it, it'll back. be sooner than later. Like I said, we, we, uh, we, we the OG bench mob. So I definitely, I got time. I'm around and I, I love hoops. So you can find me, man. I appreciate oh, you having me. And yo, make sure y'all tune in with, yo, this man is consistent. His content is amazing. If you love the game, please tap in. Like, you know where to find him. Appreciate it. All God on that one. Yo, peace.